This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hello, everyone. My name is Erin Trelore, and I am the host of Raw Beauty Talks. We're taking you behind the highlight reel of the world's biggest influencers and wellness gurus to get a raw glimpse of what beauty, health, and wellness look like in today's world so that you can feel your absolute best in your body and in your life. All right. I know so many of you are excited for this interview. We have one of my favorite women here with me today, and we are going to dive into all types of amazing content. Jillian Harris is a mother, a fiance, a storyteller, a TV host, and a busy bee who pours her heart and soul into everything she does. You may know her originally from ABC's The Bachelor, but since her time on the show, Jillian has made herself into a household name with her incredible eye for design. She is the founder and creative director of Jillian Harris Design and the host of HGTV's Love It or List at Vancouver. She is one of the OGs of Instagram fame, and I am so excited to speak to her about everything Instagram, social media, mom life, her switch to, well, I thought she was a vegan, but uh, apparently actually not, and her beautiful growing family. Thanks for being here today, Jill. Oh my God, the introduction was made me feel so good about myself. Thank you. <laughs> if I was self-conscious about anything today, I'm not now. Gosh, I feel <laughs> that was a great confidence boost. So everybody needs their best friend to write them like an introduction like that, that they can just read to themselves every morning before they start the day. That is such a beautiful idea. I totally agree. I think that would be amazing. Yes, yes. Let's do that. Write your best friend an introduction to herself and ask her to do one back to you. That is a yeah. phenomenal idea. And then every time you're feeling shitty or uninspired or whatever, you just get in the mirror and read it to yourself. And then you're going to be like, damn, I'm awesome. Let's go. Let's do this day. I absolutely love it. I remember it was probably about three, maybe four years ago now. And you were at a photo shoot with Carolina Turek and I, and it was for the OG raw beauty talks interview series that featured women without makeup or photo editing or filters. And you so graciously agreed to do this. And I remember talking to you that day and we were talking about career and family. I think I was maybe pregnant with James. You were. I just found out, I think. And you were like, yeah, you know what? Family is next on my to-do list. And Justin has one year. I'm giving him one year to either put a ring on my finger or get me pregnant. <laughs> and now here we are three years, four years later, and you have two beautiful babies and a ring on your finger. I know. I'm so lucky. But in all fairness to everything, neither one of them was happening. And so I kind of forced him on the baby thing. He wasn't ready. And then once we realized we were pregnant, he was like, but wait, I was supposed to propose first. And I was like, but you didn't. And now we're pregnant. So let's figure it out. And he was like, holy shit. Why did, why did we do this? What's going on? And I was like... Sucka, you're stuck with me. Let's go. <laughs> I feel like you're one of those women who you get a plan in your head. You have a vision for whatever it is you're creating in your life and you just get mm. shit done. Well, I was 36 years old. Like, not to stress anybody out that's 36 and single and still doesn't have kids. But for me, I was like, is this going to happen or not? Because I need to get things moving. So, I mean, if I was 25 and I had that vision and I tried to like date organically and naturally, that didn't work. So I went on The Bachelor. That didn't work. So finally, I'm like, okay, this kid... He's in. Over here, 
let's figure it out. I love you. You love me. We're going to have a baby and get married. And he was like, whoa, what just happened? But we're happy and he's happy I did that. But it wasn't really a mutual decision at first, to be honest. Oh, I love that story. And I especially love it because when I look at your Instagram feed, and I do know you a little outside of the whole Instagram world, but your feed looks like perfection. You look like the type of woman on your Instagram feed where there would have been like a semi-planned proposal and then a big lavish wedding and then a honeymoon and then a year later, a baby. So I love this story because it's not all picture perfect, or maybe that is your version of perfect. It worked out perfectly for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think the whole thing about my Instagram, which is why I'm sensitive about that article you posted the other day, is the purpose of my Instagram is never to make anybody look like my life is perfect or feel like my life is perfect. The reality is nobody's life is perfect. And I truly don't think that any influencer is trying to pretend that their life is perfect. I'm going to just assume goodwill. But the reason why that feed looks so perfect is the reason why every artist has beautiful paintings is why every chef who's proud of every beautiful cake they create is why every doctor does a really good job on their heart surgery is because that's my talent. I think that's my craft and that's what I enjoy. I enjoy making things look beautiful. I enjoy just like a hairdresser likes making a haircut look good. I enjoy capturing life and products and food and avocado toast and its most beautiful moments. And I do it because I want to find that beauty and I want to inspire other people. And then there's a lot of ugly things going on in the world these days. And I want somebody to go like, oh, that's beautiful. That inspires me. And so that is why my Instagram feed is like my, um, what do you call it? When you put together a book of all of your most like all of your work, like your portfolio, it's like my portfolio. Yeah. It's like, I see something a blossom on a tree and I want to get the best picture of it and I want to show it to the world or I want to make avocado toast look extra tasty and I want everybody to see if I'm enjoying my dinner, I want people to see that. Bad lighting and things that aren't styled properly and unshaven legs and like all of this. It's like unshaven legs is a real thing, but I also want people to feel like empowered and inspired to wake up and to shave their legs and to go to the gym and to exercise because ultimately, I think what frustrates me, I'm going, I'm already jumping ahead into the article about this movement is yes, I believe in reality and I believe showing reality, but I worry about it becoming a fad because we shouldn't have to show that reality to make other people feel better about themselves because we shouldn't be basing our own self-esteem by comparing whether it's good or bad. So I shouldn't have to show you that I have a crazy, miserable day and that my legs are hairy and that I'm out of control to make you feel better about yourself. And at the same sense, I shouldn't have to look beautiful. And like, if I look beautiful and all put together and my life is perfect one day, that also shouldn't make somebody else feel insecure about themselves. That is with that own person. That's with me. If I'm feeling insecure or if I'm feeling inspired, that's me. And so I've got to figure out where to get what I need. I might be down in the dumps and not taking care of myself and not inspiring myself. And I might need to follow somebody that is showing me how it's done to inspire me, to get my ass up off the couch for me to wake up early, to start a routine. So I think it's just all dependent on what people need. And for me, I I look and think to myself, if something's making me feel icky, I'm not reading, quote unquote, the right book. So I might be following the wrong account. I might be reading the wrong magazine. I might be surrounding myself with the wrong friends. So I have got to figure out what I need in my life to change that and surround myself with what I need. Because this whole world is going through all different kinds of 
ups and downs and, and stages and phases at different times. And we can't expect everybody to be going through the same thing at the same time. Yes. I'm giving you all the like hands up, praise hands right now, because when I hear you talk about this, you're so passionate about it. And it truly, you're literally pouring your heart out onto this podcast right now. And I think you're fully speaking in your truth that this is your talent and it comes naturally to you. It's not like you're you're having to try probably in order to create these photos, but in a way that feels really authentic. So let me just back up for anybody who didn't see that article that was posted on Facebook. It was an article by The Atlantic that was recently published. And the heading was, The Instagram Aesthetic is over. And essentially, the article talks about how these perfectly curated feeds that are all like on a super white backdrop with an ice cream and the latte and the avocado toast, how it's not resonating anymore with people and that we're starting to see a shift. See, it's resonating with me. I love it. I love it. I'm like, this is so cool. It's so beautiful. Like, I love these accounts still. Like, to me, they still inspire me. It's like why I pick up Martha Stewart magazine. It's exciting. It's inspiring. Yeah, I find some of them inspiring, some of them motivating and exciting. I don't know where I stand completely because I definitely have an aesthetic. And you can see on Raw's account that we have a look. We have a brand that we're building. It's not like all of our photos are just these raw images posted ad hoc. It's not that at all. But I also also personally on my personal account, which I rarely post on anymore, I find it exhausting and draining to me trying to keep up with perfect images. So that's not right for me personally. I still like to create a certain look for our brand and I still follow and love you and find all of your stuff inspiring. And I particularly love your stories because I feel like you get all the behind the scenes in your stories, right? So for me, it's more, I'm interested in having this conversation with everyone to see, is this actually true? Is it shifting? Because I don't feel like it's totally shifting, to be honest. I feel like certain images are oversaturated and like the avocado toast and the latte and the this and the that for sure. But the bottom line is if somebody is really struggling to take a really good picture of the avocado avocado toast of their latte, it's because they're feeling passionate about it because they're really excited. They saw something and they saw a picture that made them excited and they want to try to recreate that and they want to post that and that's their interpretation of it. And so for me, it's like, is it over? Or if it's not over, it doesn't really matter because it's like neon is out. But if somebody still wants to wear neon, let them wear neon, right? <laughs> totally. and if neon makes somebody feel bad about themselves, then they don't have to look at that person wearing neon. I really do believe in empowerment, whether it be female or male or children or whatever. And I do really believe in showing the truest form of ourselves and being authentic. That is something I really try to do, especially on my Instagram account and our Instagram stories. And in real life, of course, I'm, you know me, I'm like verbal diarrhea. I never hold anything back. If Justin and I get in a fight, I tell you about it. If I had like a stinky fart, that morning. I will tell you about it. No holds barred at all. But at the same time, I enjoy making things look beautiful. And so that article that you shared wasn't the first one that I read. I've read several. And it's because the influencer industry is a, one of the wild, wild west. Even if you're a micro influencer or, or a large following, people are getting paid a lot of money to do it. It's a very interesting industry. A lot of people are getting paid a lot of money to do it. And so I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are trying and they're trying to do what other influencers are doing because that's what influencers do. They influence, right? But then there's people who've got their own mind and who don't want to post pictures of avocado toast. And they're like, I'm sick of this. I want to post my own thing. And that's it's a different demographic, right? Yes. Some people want to follow that. And some people want to follow, still want to follow 
CM Moving. Do you follow her, CM Moving? No, I don't. Caitlin, somebody, but she's like long curly hair and she's in Potisano and she has like the beautiful back. I was like, oh my God, you are so beautiful. I'm like, how did you get that picture? Like, it's so amazing. She doesn't make me feel bad about myself. She makes me want to maybe go to the gym and like skip a croissant maybe. But that to me is healthy. Like I can handle that. It's when you realize you can't handle that and you're having unhealthy feelings that you have to figure out which magazine you're buying, which book you're buying, which accounts you're following, what are your activities, what are you doing on your phone. So it's not about what other people are doing. It's what do you need as an individual in order to make yourself the best you can be. And I think that's just exactly it. It's really tuning back into you. I mean, I say at the end of every podcast episode, what is working for you? So if the Instagram aesthetic as it currently is, which is different for every single person, if that's working for you and feeling good for you, keep doing it. But if you're feeling exhausted by it or it's too hard or it doesn't really represent you, then just do you. And at the end of the day, I feel like when people do themselves, that's when they truly become an influencer in their own way, right? Versus copying people. Exactly. Exactly. And so I think that's where you make a great point. And the great news about this is, so there's a few different reasons why you'd be on Instagram. One is it could be your business. Like it is for me. It truly, somebody made a comment on my Instagram the other day. They were like, wow, you're the sponsored queen, like another sponsor post. Wow. And it's like, well, I try really hard to do a combination of authentic and organic posts that aren't sponsored. But the reality is this is my business. It's like, oh, Canadian tire. Here's another pair of tires you're selling. Like, isn't this getting old selling tires every day? That's Canadian Tire's job. That's how they stay open, right? (laughs) So I was kind of like, well, this is how I pay my bills. I do sponsor posts. And if you don't like that, you don't have to stay. But I do also, that is why I try to share parts of my life that aren't sponsored because you want to give people the reason to follow you, not just the products that you're using or endorsing. But the great thing about this is that there's millions of people in this world. So you might be on it as a business, or you might be on it personally to just share pictures with your friends and family, or you may be a business that is wanting to hire other people people to become influencers or to be spokespeople for you. And the great thing about it is there's enough people and businesses and industries in this world that you can be a Jillian Harris or a CM moving, or you can be somebody who doesn't want to put a filter like that girl who was in the article. She made a point to like have the worst lighting and to not stand up straight. I love it. I love it. It's very real, but there is going to be an industry and a market for that person. And there is going to be an industry and a market for the Julia Engels of the world. And there's going to be an industry and market for the Aaron trailers of the world. And that's the beautiful thing about becoming an influencer is that even though the Instagram aesthetic is over, every brand and every business is going to want to have a different message and have a different kind of reach. So Right now, I do believe that if I'm going to partner with, say, like La Marca Champagne, they want their product to be beautifully lit. They want my hair to be brushed. They want me to be wearing a nice dress and for the house to be clean. It's just from the very beginning of time, since marketing was marketing, it's easier to sell a product if it looks good and if its surroundings are good. It's the same reason if you were going to make bacon and eggs and throw them on the ground without a plate and put some like dust on them and be like, here's your bacon and eggs. And you know, all of a sudden the kids are like, oh mom, those don't look very good. It's like, well, they're just bacon and eggs. So the same as if I put them on a plate and put them pretty little piece of, you know, strawberry on the corner of the plate. The difference is, is how it's presented. And I still think it's important to make yourself look good and to 
I, listen, like I don't shave my legs every day. I shave my legs like once a week. My hair is always gray. My teeth, some I usually feel like they're covered in sweaters. But if I am representing another brand and I'm helping that brand, it's my responsibility to shave my legs and do my nails and comb my hair so that I can do the best job I can do for that brand. But if I'm just posting on my Instagram personally, who cares? I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care about the lighting or that. And that's, and that's my Instagram stories. I think I do demonstrate through my Instagram stories that I don't care what I look like and I don't care what other people think of me. But I just want the message for the world to be do what excites you and makes you happy and makes you inspired. And if that means showing off your stretch marks and if that means showing your truest, truest, rawest self, then that's what you should do. But some people don't have the confidence to do that. Some people don't want to show their stretch marks. Some people don't want to show themselves like that because it excites them more to get dressed up and put on lipstick and show themselves looking beautiful. And that's okay too. Yes. Preach. I love that. That is the perfect message. That's what we're all about at Raw Beauty Talks. And you couldn't have said it better if you tried. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L com slash Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friend. Friends. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code RAWBEAUTYTALKS at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code RAWBEAUTYTALKS. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you over. Over. I have a question for you. I, for those of you who are listening in the States, you may not know this, but Canada recently decided to try out a little something and they are removing the number of likes that posts get. So the audience can't see how many likes a person gets. And I don't even think the person posting can see behind the scenes how many likes they got without counting them up. This hasn't been tested out on either of my accounts, but my husband, it is happening on his account. Jill, did it happen on 
on your account? No, but I love it. And I think that's where it's really important, especially when it comes to children and young women and whatnot. I don't do what I do for likes. I do it because it inspires me. It's my art. It's why an artist is an artist. And most artists aren't in it for the money or for the sales. They do it because they love it. So for me, it doesn't matter how many likes I get. I'm not fixated on that at all. For me, social media is something different because it truly is a business. But for the rest of the world, it's not a business and it does become... I don't know if this is like my Alberta coming out in me, but it's, it becomes like a pissing match, so to speak. And so I do really think when it comes to confidence building and, you know, I'm sharing my insight and my feedback as an influencer and as a business person, I've never experienced really social media as anything else. So for me, it's always been a business, but I do see, like, I follow some of my best friends, daughters and whatnot, and I see what happens and I see how they pose and I see how they filter and I see how they stand I mean, it's a different industry. It's a different time. We probably had something similar to it back when we were kids. But likes to me are not important. I think it should be an image sharing community and an image sharing platform. And I think that I would be 100% for them taking it away. And if it affected my business, then so be it. Because I do believe that for mental health, that is the way to go. I think that telling people to stop over filtering or to stop making their lives look fake, to me, that is something that we cannot control. That's trying to control what is potentially making somebody happy. So for one person, they could be agonizing over this idea of having to look perfect for Instagram, but the next person could really actually enjoy it. So I think taking away the likes could really help with some of that. Mm, Yes. But wouldn't it impact your business monetarily in a big way if you couldn't prove to advertisers what the engagement was on your posts? I think that Instagram, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I still think that you'll be able to pull those analytics. You must be able to because they would, they would lose a lot. Yeah. I mean, if you couldn't, then the industry would just change. And that Instagram and this whole industry has been amazing for me and has provided such a cool opportunity and cool industry. But I do really well with change. And if all of a sudden tomorrow I didn't have Instagram anymore, then you have to adapt. And if they're literally doing it for mental health and they think that it would be proven to be successful for the society and for the community, then I'm all game for it. I'm not in it for the money anyways. This is not why I do it. I do it because I love it and I enjoy it and I want to inspire people. And if ever somebody someday said, well, you're not inspiring people, you're literally making us all feel insecure, I would have to quit. Mm. I would have to be like, I can't do this anymore. Well, that's not the case. That's not the case. You have millions of people who absolutely love you and love watching everything that you're creating. So please don't stop. I have a question for you on that note of health. And I mean, we were talking about mental health and health. What does healthy look like for you? Well, I don't know if I'm the right person to answer that because I am always struggling to make sure I am healthy. Some days I have it nailed and other days I don't. I'm trying so hard, but because of my TV career and the blogging and personal appearances and travel and kids and dogs, we don't really have a structured routine, which means I found it really hard to bounce back after babies, to find time to work out, to find time to eat healthy, to find time to eat myself. I drink too much coffee. I don't drink enough water. I'm sitting in my car here, like looking, I've got like an old smoothie from yesterday. I've got a pack of melted Smarties. I have no water. (laughs) I have hardly had anything to eat today. So I don't know if I'm the right person to answer that. But I'm constantly working at it. And for me, 
I can't say that I'm a healthy person right now. I'm really in a place right now in my business where a lot is changing. I have lots of business opportunities right now and I'm trying to navigate them and it's giving me anxiety. Justin and I have way too much on our plates right now. We're, we're butting heads a lot these days. We are not making enough time for ourselves. I'm going to start crying. We're mm. not making enough time for ourselves and each other as as a partners. I've tried to carve out, I'm crying, literally crying right now. I've tried to carve out all this time for my kids. And as I said to you earlier, I carve out all this time for my kids. And I'm so used to being a workaholic that now that when I get a spare hour with them, I look at them and go like, okay, so what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do? Like, I can't just be still and just spend time with them. I have to get in the car and go to mini golf. I have to go do this. I have to go run errands. Like, can't I just be still and just play with my kids. So I'm really, really trying hard to balance myself better. So it's a really triggering question because I, I think that right now I'm spreading myself too thin and I'm working too much and I'm not getting enough sleep and I'm not eating properly and I'm saying yes too much. Mm. And I definitely feel like I would like to find out what that is. But what it looks like to me is actually sticking to my schedule. Like I have a very, very strict schedule and I need to stick to it more. I need to make time to eat better and more often. I need to make a schedule to work out more often, to have a social life. Like I haven't enjoyed being out in public or having a social life since I was on The Bachelor because it's scary for me when somebody comes up and says, I'm your biggest fan. Do you mind if I get a picture? But I signed up for that. That's what I signed up for. And that's part of it. But I want to just like make a real friend. Mm -hmm. I just want to make a real friend that doesn't have to say like, you're my biggest inspiration. And how do you do it? And I love your show. And I watch it all the time. And like, they already know me because that's what I did to myself. I have these conversations with my parents and my dad's like, well, these are the seeds you sowed. Like, look at your house, look at your bank account, look at everything you've built. You've got a beautiful life. Like, this is just one of the things. And he's like, and you inspire all these people and all these women, like, good for you. This is so awesome. Like, everybody's so proud of you, but you feel like you're on a pedestal and there's so much pressure to be this perfect person. Or sometimes I just want to like give somebody the finger at a red light and hope that they don't recognize me or like <laughs> go to the bar and get sloppy drunk and get kicked out of the bar and not have anybody be like, did you see what happened to Jillian Harris last night? I don't feel like I am the most healthy person when it comes to me as a person, just because it's a lot of pressure to try to be perfect, but not perfect to inspire people, but then to be humble and then to be a good mom, but then to be a good business leader and then to be a good boss, but then also to be a good storyteller and make people laugh, but don't say anything offside or off color, or that could be sexist or whatever. Do you eat meat or do you not eat meat? And like, oh my gosh, I saw you taking a piece of a bite of a hamburger, but you said you didn't eat meat. And it's like, you know, it's a lot of pressure. Like some days I feel like I'm on top of the world and, and it's because of all my followers who build me up every day and who follow me and compliment me. And like, they're like my cheerleading team. Like it's so freaking amazing. But some days I just feel like I'm spinning out of control and I don't know what to do next. And I'm basically a big ass overpaid puppet. <laughs> Mm. I honestly, I a wish I could just give you a big hug right now and be sitting in the car and eating those melted Smarties with you. But I honestly just want to say as a friend, like so many of us are feeling this exact 
same way. And I know for myself, the struggle is real when you're a working mom, when you're passionate, when you're driven and you're all of these things and you're so smart and you're so giving and it's hard. And I know you could probably wake up tomorrow and be like, okay, I'm having a great day. (laughs) What was going on in the car? And you're just exhausted, right? You're just effing exhausted and you need some good food and you need a phone call with your mom or dad. But we all have these moments. We all have these moments sitting in the car or in the bathroom where you're just, where you feel like it's not working. And I think as challenging as these moments are, it's, they're always the times that really force you to step back and be like, what matters to me right now? What do I value? And how do I restructure things a bit? I totally agree. And that seems very simple. So I, cause you know, I don't have to work this hard. I don't have to be starting a new app or doing the jelly box or doing another Etsy partnership. I don't have to do that. I literally could be fine with my three employees and just doing the blog, which we've always done, do the odd Nordstrom partnership, and I could pay my bills and just be fine. I really could. But the problem is, and I've to- and I've had conversations with my financial advisor, like you're in great shape, you've made great decisions. That's something I'm really proud of. It isn't just about making money that is important to me. It's about how I've managed my money over the last 10 years. And I am really proud of myself for that. But the problem is, is there is an energy and a high that comes with what I do and connecting with people and inspiring people and helping small businesses and helping charities. And it's an addiction. And so figuring out what's most important to me is my kids and my family and my health. And that's what's most important to me for sure. But I am slightly addicted to the high of this amazing career that I have and all of these amazing women and men and people and community around me. And as much as I say, like, I just want to let that go and have picnics in my yard. I don't know. I, I don't know what it would take for me to, to let that go. Uh, but there's such deep rooted beliefs and behaviors and patterns that we get into and that are really hard to break. And what I love about this is that it's even, and sometimes especially the people who have it all in many ways that can that got it all because of this very thing that you got it all because you are such a hard worker because you are so driven because of x y and z but it it can also be the thing that momentarily breaks you from time to time as well and it's so important for people to remember that everyone has their own struggle that everyone that we just can't get caught up in this comparison game because we we don't know what's happening behind the highlight reel yeah so when you ask me what is my definition of healthy i don't know I don't know what that is, but I know it's not necessarily what I've got going on right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that I'm completely unhealthy right now. I try my best. Like I listen, I, I don't really work evenings anymore. I don't really work weekends anymore. I try to have a more structured schedule. I try to in the evenings and weekends, I try not to be on my phone. So I don't scroll in front of my kids. I'm never on Facebook or Instagram scrolling. If you see me posting a picture of the kids or a video of the kids, I post it and then I put my phone away. Like I feel like I could do a blog and tell you like the steps that I'm working at to become more healthy, but I don't think I'm necessarily the the poster child for health right now. Well, I think one of the reasons I asked that question is because healthy is going to look so different for every single person. And we often, I think, compare our own healthy to what we've read in a magazine as to what we should be doing or what Gwyneth Paltrow, who I love, what she's recommending right now and like how she's eating or whatever it is. Again, 
comparison, comparison, comparison. But healthy is going to look different in different stages. And right now for both of us, when you have young kids and businesses to run, like it, it doesn't look like how it looked in my early 20s. Exactly. And if you're talking about healthy from a physical standpoint, it's also hard to ask me right now because I'm doing a cleanse because I went to Vegas and I feel like, I don't know why I'm doing cleanse, but I'm too, I feel like I can't find time for the gym. So I was like, let's just eat kale for four days and see what happens. But I look at people, there's this person I follow on Instagram. I wish I knew her name. She's a larger lady and she works out a lot and she's got a child and she, I would say she's like a plus 16 and she posts a lot of her body with her sports bra and her tummy and, you know, it's, she definitely doesn't have a six pack and she's got big, beautiful thighs and I love following her. Like when I found her account, I was like, this is so cool. I love how proud she is of her body. Like she's just got confidence. She's a great mother. She's proud of her body and she's not showing it off for like shock factor. She loves her body. That is who she is. But I also follow people who are literally a size zero who are posing in post-Titano with their beautiful little hat and their beautiful little iced latte. And both of those people inspire me. And to me, that's healthy. Both of those people are healthy to me. So, you know, for myself, I feel like physically, I'm okay. I need to eat a little. I need to eat better. I need to sleep more. I need to balance myself more. Am I completely unhealthy? No, but I don't think I'm the poster child for health right now. And I don't know if I can tell you anybody who really is right now in my life. Yeah. And that's okay. And I think like you said, it's a matter of starting where you're at right now and just aiming towards something that feels a a little bit better than where you're at right now. And that is baby steps. An extra glass of water. Oh, I thought you were going to say an extra glass of wine. I was like, yes, great idea. (laughs) Thank you, Dr. Aaron, for that feedback and that advice. Well, that is 100% true. And what I was about to say is like, sometimes it also looks like just giving the middle finger to even trying harder to just instead be accepting of where you're at right now and recognize like, this is what's going on in my life. And I'm choosing to spend that extra hour with my kids than rather than at the gym, because that feels better for me right now. Now, or I'm choosing to have that glass of wine, or I'm choosing to go to the gym. Whatever is making you feel better is what it's all about. Exactly. And despite my little breakdown of telling you of why I don't feel healthy, that is something I feel like I have been good at to be like, I don't feel like working out right now. I feel like eating my sourdough toast. And I don't feel like, like I am very good as you people can see from my Instagram story as it being like, I haven't showered for three days. And I think the important thing is to realize what do you need right now? Because for me, it just got to a point. It just got to a point where all of a sudden I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to do a cleanse. I want to go to the gym. Justin came into the closet this morning. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who are you looking all fancy for? And I'm wearing these like high-waisted jeans and a cute little like blazer and pink heels. And I'm like, myself. And he's like, I haven't seen you dress up like this in forever. Where are you going? I said, I'm just going to Shay's house for a meeting. Normally I would go in like leggings and a baggy sweater. But for me at that moment, I was just ready to put some effort into myself. So I think going back to the very beginning of our conversation, it's just trying to identify to yourself, am I healthy right now? Am I not healthy? Some people can handle having a glass of wine every single night and some people can't. Some people can handle alcohol and some people can't. Some people can handle working as much as I'm working and some people can't. And so I feel like it's really important to identify that, especially in this world of social media, we do play that comparison game a lot, is if you're interested in trying something out that somebody else is doing because you're influenced, go ahead and try it out. But if it doesn't feel good, you have to reroute yourself and try to figure out what does feel good. On that note, 
We've all had those times when overwhelm hits or it feels like nothing is going right in our life. If you're listening to this and you're feeling a little bit burnt out or if you're struggling with body image, your relationship with food or negative self-talk and you're just feeling exhausted by it all, click the link in our profile right now and come join our free Facebook group, Stepping Into Self-Love. Thousands of women just like you who are ready to feel confident and calm and connected in their life and in their body are already supporting one another in living their best lives. Get weekly coaching from yours truly, tons of inspiration, and watch exclusive interviews with health and wellness experts that you can't get anywhere else. Click the link in our profile and join Stepping Into Self-Love today. Now let's get back to our conversation with Jillian. What are you most passionate about these days? What is lighting you up? What's getting you excited? Well, there's two things. I, I feel like there's really two specific categories that I'm very passionate about right now. One is my kids. I feel like I think about them constantly. I think about their safety. I think about what they're going to grow up to be like. I think about what excites them. I'm like designing playhouses in my spare time. I'm like working on development milestones for Annie. What trips could we go on? What would stimulate Leo? What I think that is something that I'm so passionate passionate about is my children. The other is just my business and my growth. It's changing. I'm moving a little bit away from TV and getting away from the traditional influencer partnerships. So instead of doing, you know, like the Nordstrom sale and this is my this is my partnership with ModCloth and doing those on a weekly basis because that is how I fund the company. We're looking at more larger partnerships and projects like collaborations with Etsy and how does that support other small local businesses and uh, mom and pop shops and charities. To me, some of those smaller collaborations have been really exciting because I've been able to help other small businesses grow. And then when that happens, you basically become an entrepreneur and then all of a sudden there's an idea for an app. And then you have to start a new company and all of a sudden you're a tech company and what the heck. And then there's a jilly box, but you need investors. And so for me, like being an entrepreneur is really exciting, but I really have to work hard at balancing myself and balancing my team. And I'm really passionate about trying new things and keeping it exciting all while maintaining the stress load, of course, on my team, because I feel like sometimes I can take a lot more than they can take. And I don't want to burn anybody out, but I think those are two things that I'm passionate about, but I could go on forever. I mean, there's a whole uh, movement right now and culture with the environment. And, you know, I, we talked about me being vegan. I'm not vegan, but I'm very much, I would say, mostly plant-based. We don't eat pork. But anyways, it's complicated. I've talked about it a few times, but I, sometimes I'll have a hamburger but very, very, very rarely, rarely, but I'll never post about it because to me, it's it's not something... I'm passionate about sharing. I'm passionate about coming more plant-based, trying more plant-based meals. Ultimately, I don't think that eating animals is good for the environment, good for the animals, or good for yourself, but I still sometimes do it. So I'm just not going to post about it. Why would I bother? So it's one of those things. I don't post everything and I have a voice and I want to try to post things that I want to use my voice for, for the most part. But yeah, I'm, I'm passionate about trying new things and growing my garden and, and my company and my kids and my girls and inspiring other people and helping small businesses and helping charities and 
hopefully working on my relationship with Justin. I mean, we're, we're not in trouble or anything, but we are spread way too thin. And right now we are like robots. We're just literally getting through the day every day. And I would like to get to a point in my life where we can literally look at each other and communicate like we did when we first met and have fun and go on trips and giggle and laugh and put our phones down and not feel like we have to think about when the yard's going to get done and when the kids are going to go down and when Nacho can take his cone off and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) All the things. Yeah. All the things. Well, you are doing a brilliant, brilliant job of using your voice to create good in the world. And I can't wait to see everything that comes out of it. Schedule a little, uh, just add this to your to-do list as if you don't have enough. Schedule a little weekend away with Justin. I just got back from Scottsdale with Scott. We hadn't gone away for three years just and the two of you? it was the best yeah we hadn't gone away just the two of us for three years and oh. it was very needed and so good and so I I'm going to email your assistant and tell, tell her to block off time in your schedule tell her to do it <laughs> I need to do it anyways thank you thank you thank you If you haven't already, don't forget to click the link in our show notes to join our free Facebook group, Stepping Into Self-Love. You will get exclusive coaching from yours truly, tons of inspiration, and a community of like-minded women who all want to feel the best that they can in their body and in their life. We'll see you there. All right, everyone, that is it for this episode, but please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single show. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to leave a review, take a screenshot and share it on social tagging at Raw Beauty Talks so that other people can listen too. We'll be regramming your posts every week. As we wrap things up, remember your body is different than any other body out there. So as you listen to these episodes, keep tuning back into your to see what truly resonates for you. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com slash listen or on your favorite podcast platform.